0: I forget what even happened between me and this girl but I um I think she got mad at me like I couldn't like drive her somewhere or my parents couldn't like drive her somewhere mm-hmm. um with me so and I was like she really took that to heart and at night before school one time she did text me and say um you're ugly all this blah 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 like I hate you and tomorrow I'm going to bring a knife and stab you at lunch. And I was like,
1: hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Manic. Pixie Chum scare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi.
0: We're, we're Quinn
1: Quinn. And, and we're, we're Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions,
0: passions,
1: and, and love, love for each other. each other. Oh my god, Becca. Episode <laughs> five.
0: This is a big one.
1: And do you know? I thought anything? four was big. Yeah, five's even bigger. <laughs> five's even bigger, famously. The question I want to start off the pod with is do you notice anything different about me?
0: Um I wanna say, did you get new eyes?
1: Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh check.
0: (laughs) Did you get new chin?
1: No, it's the same one I've always
0: had. (laughs) Do you have a Bayang?
1: (laughs) I do. I do. My friend, yeah. my friend Tony was really happy to hear about the um, the Bayangs. But yes, everybody, it is true. The summer of the shag has commenced. And
0: I'm, I'm so now excited.
1: the proud owner of a shag hairstyle. You might not be able to tell. I truly don't think people like could tell super well because I was wearing my hair up because I hadn't gotten a haircut in six months maybe and so I just had a lot of it to contend with
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: it was just unmanageable a lot of the time but um <laughs> I'm now you know a new woman Shagging got this new fun hairstyle Becca was one of the when first I must say
0: I've been begging for this <laughs> for years now yes literal years yeah. and I'm so happy it finally happened mm-hmm. and it looks so good
1: mm-hmm yeah I, 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 yeah, I yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, I was like, it was it was a little, it looks a little so first of all, my hairdresser, shout out to Arena if she ever listens to this, but somebody I met through class and Today. she dried it because she wanted to str- or dry cut it a little bit. And so she like straightened it out when it cut when she cut it. And it was very much, it was very much giving like 45 year old mother for like a second there and I was like there's always that like oh okay. shit moment during your haircut or like I feel like Becca you as yeah. somebody who changes your hair quite a bit or at least did for a long time mm-hmm. like I feel like when you do something kind of yeah. drastic with your hair you have like an oh shit like what's going on moment and I felt yeah. myself having that but I was also like, like this gonna okay, be bad hey but it's kind of good as well <laughs> and then yeah, I think
0: we could rock it and, you and can. then
1: my hair started to like wave out because I do have a little bit of a wave to my hair. And so now it's just, it's taking its full form and it's flying.
0: It's perfect. I must I'm say. very
1: happy about it. I did. I did. So my friend, he has a subletter in his apartment right now. And I spent a lot of time over at their place. And so I was just like standing there. We were getting ready to go out on thursday night so only a day into this new haircut journey i'm on and yeah. his roommate was like looking at me and he was like what do you do with your hair like he wanted tips and i was like hear. what is a better thing to hear after a haircut then oh my god <laughs> do you have any pointers like come on now come how on. how can i be like you I how can that. i be more like you which <laughs> is i think something everyone should ask me
0: mm-hmm be- yeah, I'm always asking you. I'm always
1: bang, <laughs> bang, bang on what the door. What are board. the steps? <laughs> what are the steps? Exactly. Um, and so yeah, I but love it. It looks so fresh. that has been a big part of my past week. Becca, mm-hmm. what has been going on in your life?
0: Oh my goodness. Well, I had kind of a big week because really? to start off. I did something crazy and I kind of alluded to it at, at you know in a past episode. Um, mm-hmm. I turned in my apron.
1: <gasps> this is a big moment, yeah. Before Beyonce even released what's the new song called?
0: Break It Up, Wait, Break Your Soul, Break My Soul, Break Your break soul, my soul. Break my soul.
1: Before Sorry, Beyonce, Beyonce even released Break My Soul, in which Big Frida has an interlude where she's like, Quit your job quit your trade. Becca said, you know what? I'm actually, I'm actually already on it. I'm on the wave.
0: I did that already. Yeah. I intuited that.
1: Yes. So I'm good. Said, but said, I know something is coming.
0: <laughs> I can tell, but also I betrayed that in that. I start my new job tomorrow.
1: Swear. Sure. Swear. Sure. Yes. But
0: it had to, it had to happen. They didn't so say I no longer- don't get
1: a new job.
0: Yeah. No, that was never, they never said that. They never said. And I never that. said that. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, so now I don't bleed Starbucks green, I bleed pink and orange
1: <gasps> Oh, wait, it's <laughs> yeah. there? I thought yeah. it was the other big makeup chain maybe
0: No, I actually have committed too much crime in their establishments <laughs> Which maybe I'll talk about later
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, like in such but, a way where they know about it or, I forget, have you
0: I feel like I, yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And they know. They know. Yeah. Um, they know. And so that's good. So that's good.
0: Yeah. um So quit the shakeup.
1: I actually have a very funny story about an Alta. So, recently on that scavenger hunt I did with my work, one of the quests was to get a makeover <laughs> sure, at Alta. Sure. Um, and so we went into this Alta oh and we were like, hi where do you do your makeovers? And she was like, actually, we're not doing makeovers right now because of COVID. But mama, I was not about to miss out on like 50 points or whatever. And so I said, okay, so can we do a little scene study? (laughs) This poor woman in Ulta. And she was like, sure, I guess. And so I just (laughs) fully sat down for like 20 seconds and pretended to be like, okay, so what would we do? What would your recommendations be? And she was like, oh, what do you do with your skin? And I was like, I put on SPF and then I'm out the door. that That's basically what I do with my skin every day. Yeah. And one, then, I, then we were like, thank you. <laughs> it was so weird. So did
0: you get the, you got the points?
1: I assume so. Yeah.
0: All right. Fair we, enough. Fair enough. We
1: did get second to last place in the scavenger hunt, but you know, it's the friends you make along the way, yeah. really. And so, yeah.
0: And I've always said that.
1: <laughs> and I've always that. That.
0: yeah last week also was kind of crazy because Quinn me and you saw each other and we haven't talked about that yet
1: I know I know <laughs> so for the first time since we launched this little creative endeavor shall we say mm-hmm, Becca and I actually mm-hmm. saw each other in the flesh we were able to be in physical space with one another we are going to try to shoot a live episode but then fun fact I saw a play the night that Becca was coming to town I went downtown Pittsburgh I was like oh let me go have a night in the theater and then boom three-hour play
0: and it oh it they always do that to you
1: and I should have known when there was no runtime listed in the program yeah (laughs) I could not find a runtime anywhere for this play and I was like I should have known it was going to be, it was going to be, it's going to be three, long. it's going to be pushing yeah. four. <laughs> no, literally uh, no. Cause like I left three. at, so the place started at seven. I left my house at six because I was taking the bus down to the theater, mm-hmm. And so I started the journey at six to not get back to like my neighborhood until 11. So it was fully like a five hour experience.
0: Oh my God.
1: It was amazing when I traded for the like- world, but
0: Ugh, but as a theater maker, if you're gonna make a three-hour play, just let me know. Just let Cause me know, because then I can know, prepare girl. myself. No, because like was... I will play my bathroom breaks around that. You know? Yeah. Like, ooh.
1: Yeah, and I wasn't. I didn't get too disinterested because something about me. I don't love long. I love concise. I love short. Mm-hmm. I I am a firm believer of nothing should be longer than ninety minutes. 90 as, minute in, movies 90 goes. minute
0: plays mm-hmm. I tight. so agree with that
1: it's amazing no intermission I love 90 minutes no intermission don't stop the action yeah. please don't stop the music as Rihanna once so bravely said <laughs> and
0: please, dear god yeah
1: but I will say I did not get disinterested at any point I was very interested which is interesting because the plot is not super I saw two trains running by August Wilson ever heard of him and um (laughs) there's not like a super kind of like involved or like long plot it's just a lot of like watching people exist yeah and talk about things but it was done in an interesting way in a way where I didn't get bored for three hours so like I wasn't like other than the fact that my bestie Becca was in town and I had to skedaddle see her
0: yeah, but you did. You made it. And yeah. I was basically in the dark at my apartment because there's no Wi-Fi <laughs> and like n- no really lights. It was um, very dark. It's kind of barren there because mm-hmm. like we're in the process of moving out fully. Um, So you came and entertained me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was what needed to happen.
1: Yeah, you and your friend Lauren.
0: Oh, yeah, Lauren.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Lauren was there.
1: <laughs> and Becca, you also discovered something about me that I didn't know you didn't know.
0: Is it that you love Survivor?
1: It is that I love Survivor.
0: <laughs> I I think I really d- just didn't understand how, like how fundamental it was in your life.
1: Oh, oh, it's a big it's like thing a in my life. It's a big part of your life. It is a big part yeah. of my life. So Becca, I forget how we even got on the conversation of Survivor, but we just started talking about it oh, and yeah. I started describing like these super in-depth details about the show to Becca and Lauren. And I think Lauren mm-hmm. was the first one to say, you seem to know a lot more about this show than like, I thought you would.
0: Yeah. Lauren was like, wait, you know so much about this show. You must like really like the show. And you're like, like, Oh yeah. I've seen show. like every season.
1: <laughs> I've seen, I've seen all Which 40 seasons, many of them. Multiple crazy. Times. Yeah. yeah. So, so interesting. So Becca and I are, despite being, you know, best have a podcast together, we're still very much learning things about each other.
0: And it's so beautiful.
1: Every day we unpeel.
0: Every single day.
1: That layer of the onion. But it was funny because I was like, because <laughs> then we were talking about all these different reality shows and then I was like, well, Becca, you'd like this season, you know, I was explaining <laughs> to them the mechanics. Later, <laughs> yeah. If I had to, ma- to yeah. board one out.
0: And- I'm like and we also then like trained off into other reality shows and stuff and mm-hmm. I actually watched this week for the first time in a long time after we talked about it a Naked and Afraid episode
1: oh wow we're
0: actually it so they were in the middle of the jungle this time and
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the male partner was actually a little person Oh. And, and, like the reaction of the woman upon meeting him, she got scared.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and
0: I was like, oh my god, they set him up for failure. Like, I know. To scare her like that. Yeah, and they did not get along. Those two.
1: That's tough. And That's I didn't a tough stick around to see if they made it, but. Yeah, I did not stick around. Yeah. <laughs> you said you said I'm out on this. But, honestly.
0: Uh. Uh-uh it got too uncomfortable honestly yeah
1: you felt you felt for the man who was just not like yes. something out of his control ultimately
0: but he was also mean he was very <gasps> cruel really? so it, there was so many elements of just there's a lot going on yeah I couldn't keep up I, keep up. I can see that yeah. being
1: upsetting I can I can totally see yeah. that being upsetting yeah I don't for I think right? it's I always think that show is interesting because as you know a died in the Wolf survivor fan mm-hmm. I just cannot imagine them doing that for I mean obviously they c- get compensated for being on the show as everyone who is on tv does get compensated but mm-hmm. the fact that there is no prize money for completing naked and afraid is like confounding to me
0: it's it's truly crazy because mm-hmm. the only thing that would make me stay in the woods for literally one day would be money. <laughs> yeah. Like I am not, I'm not a wilderness person like that. Mm-hmm. Like I need to be getting paid actively.
1: Yeah. And another thing that differentiates it from survivors that there's no strategy. Like you're just existing. Except for,
0: yeah. The strategy to stay alive
1: mm-hmm.
0: in like the toughest circumstance, like the fact that, They don't give you water. Yeah. You have to find that.
1: (laughs) You have to find that. Do they usually drop them off? Like, where? They look like they're in more like woodsy locations.
0: It's usually, well, it's different every time. Sometimes, one time I saw one that was like just on a beach, like on a Uh random island, and Mm. they had to like cross the entire island. Mm. But usually they are in like some sort of marsh or jungle where there is like water around, but Mm. it's like usually unsafe to drink
1: Mm. because it's still
0: and you need to find like moving water and then you also have to like distill it or like cleanse it with fire. Mm -hmm. So you have to drink boiling hot water (laughs) when you're super thirsty, which honestly would make me puke.
1: (laughs) I'm going to be honest, it would make me puke. Yeah, survivors (laughs) always in a tropical environment Mm. and I don't know if they can... Do this, but I would always love to see it in like a cold environment. Like if they put them in like the Canadian wilderness, like what would happen? And there's snow. Whoa! I think it's because it's. I think it's because honestly, it's much easier to die of like extreme cold than it is extreme warmth. I would say that,
0: yeah. Like cold uh, is much more inhospitable. You could not be cold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's oh yeah! So they don't have any clothes to protect the themselves.
0: No, famous. Have you have you also heard? Fully.
1: Have you also heard that when your body is experiencing hypothermia, it convinces you it's really hot?
0: Yes, I've heard of the delusions of hypothermia.
1: Yeah, you get really hot, and so you make yourself you try to make yourself even colder. Thus.
0: Well, well, have you heard of those? Um, remember that weird thing that happened in the 1900s, where like in somewhere in a, on a Russian mountain, there was like. i look like a conspiracy theorist but um on a russian mountain they found like this old campsite with like a bunch of scientists who were like frozen and naked all in different spots of like where they set up their tent and there's so many theories to what happened but it looked like their tent looked like it had been mauled apart but there was like no like animal anything anywhere around so they discovered they think one theory is aliens. The second theory is that they all had hypothermia when actually insane got themselves naked because they were so hot and like mauled each other.
1: Which is kind of hot now that Yeah. you said it like that. <laughs> um <Right? laughs> Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm a little <laughs> happy pride, guys. Um, I'm a <laughs> on. Um, No, that does sound like something I will need to like obsessively research after we get off this zoom call um yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's crazy I love stuff like that do you know something else I love the idea of Uh, remote peoples
0: I was just talking to my dad about this the um like the thought of peoples living in the Amazon
1: yeah yeah like secluded from contemporary society or the north sentinelese people which is that it's an island off the coast of sri lanka and they Mm -hmm. are notoriously aggressive towards outsiders like if you like if they if you fly a helicopter over north sentinel (laughs) island they start to throw rocks they start to like throw like they start to throw spears there have been multiple people who like tried to go and then they just kill them
0: why do I feel like I could be the one to change them though?
1: <laughs> because like, it. I will, well, it's really interesting. Cause it's like, we don't know how many of them there are. We don't know, like, we just don't know anything about their society. Yeah. We know so little.
0: Cause they're just so, yeah, I love it. It's Cause so they're
1: cool. so isolated and they're, they, they are, they are, they are boundary setting divas. Cause they're saying every time, <laughs> every time somebody tries to they encroach, know. they say no no they say no we no. don't want it we don't want it here they, they don't, <laughs> don't know covid they don't know about covid they don't know about iphones oh my god
0: <laughs> uh what bliss what bliss
1: no yeah wow. i remote people really that's that's cool like that's that's, that's kind so of punk rock when you think about it
0: oh so anarchist <clears throat> <Just laughs> to not like, even no. know about capitalism <laughs> yeah 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 that rocks
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they're true they're doing it Becca something else which was the whole kind of Aristotelian telos of you coming to Pittsburgh was so that you could get new tattoos from my understanding
0: oh yeah you better believe it Mm -hmm. so I got the one I can show right now is I got um this extra tongue and flame thing that is um from Jennifer's body Mm -hmm. and then I have I also got um, a matching little poodle angel dog which is under my mm. shirt so i won't show it right now beware and then i got um the burning bear boyfriend from midsummer to match danny from midsummer which i already have also um,
1: has tattooed on her body
0: yeah and speaking of midsummer happy summer solstice
1: <gasps> yes we are recording on the summer
0: solstice Cancer season starts cancer today. Cancer season,
1: so good. The sun rising on Cancer, lots of new energy in the air. I love it. I I personally celebrated by going out and sitting in the park and reading mm-hmm. and listening to Lord's Solar Power.
0: What better way to celebrate? Literally,
1: mm-hmm. and of course, Lord I- had the newsletter coming out for the solstice. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I got to read Lucky that. Times. My little kiwi pen pal. <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah, I ate some good fruit and had like mm-hmm. a joyful meal with family. So,
1: yeah, so lovely. that's another way to celebrate. Speaking of cancer, Becca, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. kind of your birthday show.
0: You could say that. Yes, it's when very much listening- the Becca birthday
1: show because by the time you're listening to yeah. this, Becca's. Twenty-second birthday will have passed
0: by one day. By so one day, because my birthday June twenty-third. Something about this podcast, June twenty-fourth. <laughs> Crazy, it's coming on <laughs> June twenty-fourth.
1: <24th>. So, <laughs> like Becca, what are maybe some things you learned in the twenty-first year? What are yeah. things you're looking forward to in the twenty-second year? Intentions you're taking into the twenty-second year? What what? How is this extra kind of loop around the earth or excuse me, loop around the sun while you are on this earth? <laughs> loop around um, the Earth. <laughs> True. What what True. does this all mean to you?
0: That is such a good question. Well, I think what I learned in my 21st year, which was such a roller coaster, mm-hmm. it was the best year. It also was the worst year in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um is like I just truly need to worry less about what's going on outside, if you know what I mean.
1: Say that. Like,
0: just worrying about other people and worrying about embarrassment is something I spend way too much time on even mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, trying to actually heal myself is going to be my 22nd year goal. Darn. And have more fun. And create more balance yes, in my life.
1: Yes, having fun mm-hmm. is having fun is such a good goal.
0: It's so good. I especially feel like people don't like, talk about it enough. Especially after coming out of like these times and still mm. being in like terrible times. Yeah, it's just we have to like refine the way that we're all gonna like have any bit of normalcy. Yes. So I'm gonna commit myself to that.
1: We are realigning and that was my main (laughs) goal for like that was my main goal going into my final semester of college I was like school whatever all this stuff Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but my main thing above all else I want to have fun especially because you know our college experience was so much clouded by the pandemic all that kind of stuff but I just wanted to be like okay this last little bit I'm just gonna focus on having a good time with me and the girls and to some extent I did that but it's also very hard because as one of my professors said, when I expressed that I was very stressed to her at like the end of the semester, she goes, there's no two weeks in your life that is like specifically more stressful than the last two weeks of college.
0: Oh, you're telling me.
1: <laughs> and she was, she, I could get yeah. COVID, I could get everything. Um, and I was like, wow, that's very affirming to me in this moment because I, it's only up from here yeah so as we as Becca and I have talked about before we saw Betty Who live one time and then after that I actually listened to Betty Who on the Last Culturistas podcast um, and she told the story of how she dropped out of Berklee School of Music like five weeks before graduation or whatever because she got a record deal and Which is that crazy. was crazy. Yeah, that was kind of earlier in the spring semester. And I was like, oh my God, who would drop out of high or not high school? Um, who would drop out of college with five weeks left? That's crazy. Just power through. And then it got down to like the three week, two week mark. And I was like, look, Betty Who might have see it. I see <laughs> she it. She might have had a point. You might, she might have had several had points, point. actually, I fear.
0: Oh my God.
1: And yeah, it's a stressful time in your life, but just know you'll get yeah. through it.
0: Yes and so yeah but um
1: but that's a really good goal going into the year becca
0: thank you but um also my smaller term goal like for my birthday is Mm -hmm. to vlog again um yeah so hopefully when the podcast comes out that will still be viewable because last year's vlog went so well yeah um and yeah to celebrate i have a photo of me as my virtual background today yeah i was trying
1: to i was trying to segue because we didn't address it because you know a (laughs) lot of changes in our lives yeah Becca has herself yeah, so in the much background. I have a new haircut. It's like everything's happening all at once, and
0: yeah, it's very cerebral.
1: Yes. So Becca has a lovely picture of herself. You are not seeing double vision, um, for all my <laughs> drinkers out there. Um, you are shout out, shout, shout out, shout out to shout out to my girls who like a good cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to
0: celebrate manic pixie jump scares definitely by drinking and watching.
1: <laughs> for, our, for our audio listeners, you just missed Becca, um, <laughs> kind of trying to pose, and Becca does this thing where she, <laughs> she puts her eyebrow <laughs> up in a very specific way, and it just makes me guffaw every time.
0: Because I look very suspicious.
1: Yeah, you're like hmm, what is going hmm. on? And I try to imitate it sometimes. And you, <laughs> I've, I've tried to imitate it on several occasions and you just stand there and laugh at me. Because it, <laughs> it looks very funny, probably, because I can't do it very well. Probably. Probably. You. Um, and so, yeah, that is why I was yeah. laughing a little bit.
0: Chucklin. Yes.
1: Okay, Becca, I fear the ketchup might have just been caught up has been caught and we do have a lot to dive into <laughs> in our episode so
0: very much so it's weird because these okay. are usually a
1: rambly mess that i then have to kind of decipher after what is <laughs> <laughs> what is like good from what is bad but yeah you know this, i think this today pretty smooth yeah pretty smooth <laughs> maybe we're just you know becoming better right. podcasters the fifth episode there's something about it could be okay. it could
0: be okay all right
1: and so we are going to Should throw we? to a little break, and then we are going to return and get into the topic of today's episode. Ooh. 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 Guys, I'm scared. (gasps) And we're back. Oh. Oh, wow.
0: Welcome back. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for today's episode, me and Quinn Sort of as a continuation of the story of us going backwards, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. <laughs> um, we are going to talk about <laughs> Quinn wrote a fraught, informative era in basically everyone's life. High school. Yes, so true.
1: And Becca, Becca was very adamant. Like this was one of Becca's when we had the first MPJ creative meeting where we set out that we would not one call her daddy each other. One of Becca's primary things that she wanted to discuss on this podcast was our high school experiences.
0: Because I'm so interested in people's high school experiences, especially Mm -hmm. with people I've met in college. Like, Mm -hmm. just crazy that you had a whole life, a home life that I have no idea about. Yes. Like, I think it's so telling and so interesting. So I can't wait to hear about yours and tell you about mine. Because honestly, I feel like a lot of this will also be kind of new info to you. Yes, so, I'm
1: very excited because Becca's so telling some things about her life in high school and I'm fascinated. And then mm-hmm. also I tell people about my high school experience and they sometimes look at me like I have six heads because my, my yeah. high school experience was a bit unorthodox, I would say.
0: Yeah, Very unique. Enough. So yeah. do you want to start off by telling us like sort of, how big your school was, what sort of area it was in like the fundamental stuff so that we can like get a better idea of like what we're working with here for you.
1: Okay. So my school was about 1100 students and it was in the city of Wilmington in Delaware. So I lived in a suburb of Wilmington. So I actually had a commute to my high school. It was usually about like 30 minutes in the morning to actually get to school which a lot of people are surprised about and that is because i did not go to public school i actually went to private school and what kind of private school mm-hmm. An all quote unquote male catholic school wow so that was something i'm sure a lot of these listeners were not expecting
0: <laughs> it definitely is surprising i would not guess that about you
1: it's something a lot of the girls are surprised was- about when i tell them
0: was there like public schools that you could have gone to and like for whatever reason you went to this private school
1: yes so something about delaware that's very unique or at least unique to my school is that there are truly so many options for high school okay at least where i was like the area i was in because i went to public school k through eight just like my public feeder schools and then there were, there was like a charter school, there was, there are actually multiple charter schools, if you want to get real technical, but there were charter schools, there were magnet schools, one for the arts, one for math and sciences, then there yeah. were like, kind of up, super upscale, like fancy private schools, which my school like, kind, my school was private, but it wasn't like, you know, Exeter, like, like, it wasn't super, like, she, she, like, it was definitely still nice and stuff, but, yeah, yeah, I, Mm -hmm. and, and, like, not in a way where people are, like, oh, we were comfortable, but, like, in a way where it was, like, actually just, like, it was more Catholic school than private school, and so, there were parts of it that were very, like, nice and a little bit more upgraded than some other, like, public schools, but it wasn't, like, you know, dormitories, like huge atrium, like none Crazy. of that. And so, yeah, it wasn't yeah. super weird or anything like that. And so there were also public schools I could have gone to, but it was honestly just because, and I did consider going to my public school because I really liked my experience in my middle school. My middle school, my elementary school was definitely very, it was like the nicest elementary school in kind of our district. It was very kind of to be frank like racially homogenous so mostly white people Mm -hmm. um because it was kind of reflective of like the suburbia i kind of grew up in and so Mm -hmm. then going to middle school it was a lot more of a mixed kind of population and so i was exposed to a lot of people who i did not get exposed to through my elementary school experience and i actually ended up really enjoying kind of the diversity that my middle school experience offered it helped me to get to know people in a Mm -hmm. different way It, it changed the way i looked at the world and so i really enjoyed that experience and so i wanted something that was a little bit more of a continuation of that in some ways but i was also i originally didn't want to go to the high school i ended up going to because my brother went there and as somebody who grew up mm-hmm. as, and I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, yet, a younger sibling, youngest of two, <laughs> younger also sibling. so
0: surprising to me. Really? What you?
1: Really? Well, what do you, yeah, I what guess was like, your original okay, thought would so, you
0: say? Um, older or only child, actually. Really? You. I guess because most of my, most of my college friends are older siblings, mm-hmm. um, and so I don't know. There's there's nothing really like I don't know. There's no mm-hmm. like personality traits I
1: I never attached
0: to that, but just a feeling I get.
1: It's weird because I feel very like youngest. Like I feel like being the youngest person in my family really like has shaped my experience. But nobody ever guesses like youngest, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, mm-hmm. I I grew up with a brother who was three and a half years older than me. And I kind of felt like I was always in his shadow a little bit. And so I didn't want to want to go to this school and have it be more of the same because my brother literally graduated the year before I started. Mm-hmm. And, but it was just a thing where every, like the other schools, if I wanted to apply to get into like the magnet schools or the charter schools, I had to do it like after I'd already been accepted to this school. And so I was like, that point I also had a very I tried to get into some of the magnet schools for middle school and I got rejected from all of them and I had a little bit of a mental health episode when I was in the sixth grade honestly and so yeah it was a little bit of a defense response where I got like accepted somewhere and it felt kind of good and so I was just like yeah why not why not um and I did I still even kind of after I decided not to still apply to some of like The other schools that required me to like apply to them I still did consider going to Mm -hmm. the public school because there were a lot of cool opportunities there but I ultimately did end up going to private school yeah and so yeah that's kind of how I got there
0: your story Mm -hmm. well my school is very different because I went to public school yeah um I was in this school district From it's in Allentown, Pennsylvania, called Parkland School District. And the high school had around 4,000 kids in it, Mm -hmm. and um, huge school. And there's two middle schools that lead into this one high school, Mm -hmm. and like 10 elementary schools or something like that. And my mom actually also taught in the district, but not the same elementary school as me. But yeah, so I kind of went to high school with people I knew for forever because if even if they didn't go to the same school as me i usually had played like a sport with them or something Mm -hmm. um but it's at the same same side of that coin is there were so many people you couldn't know everyone there was people who i was graduating with who i had never seen before in my life yeah like just because there's a thousand kids so you're not gonna know everyone
1: yeah that's that's insane I I did, I was kind of in a similar boat, but I really had no excuse because my graduating class was like sub 250. Wow. I'd seen everybody. I'd been like, oh, I've seen their face before, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's their name? Like, like graduation crazy. ceremony. It's crazy. Like <laughs> you just be in the same environment. Was your school, so yeah. I mean, obviously with like 4,000 kids, like the school has to be huge, right?
0: Yeah, it's pretty yeah. big, but also it's like, they, I'm pretty sure that they made plans to like expand on it even because we were still like, like every school, like running out of space, having teachers on carts and stuff. Like oh, craziness, oh yeah. people like overflowing. One of the yeah. saddest things ever Just is so many people.
1: when a professor, not a professor, I keep, I called like teacher professors, <laughs> teachers for such a long time. And now I'm back to calling like, and I've swung so hard the other way that where I teachers call professors. like teacher professors. <laughs> But it, it was, oh, it was no. always so sad when you just saw a teacher with like a cart.
0: It's humiliating. And it's like,
1: there's nowhere to park that, bin
0: It's so sad.
1: You don't got anywhere to take that home yeah. to at the end of the day. What are you going to do? It's like you have to ask another teacher. be <laughs> like it can, go? I, can I put my cart in your room? And then you have to wait for them <laughs> to get there the room. next morning. Yeah. What if they're late? Then your whole day is messed up. That's crazy.
0: So sad.
1: Yeah. A exactly. lot. A lot going on there. Plan. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, very much.
1: So then, Becca, where were you, kind of as you entered high school? Take me back.
0: Yeah. So it was 2014, which famously I stand, you stand, we all stand. 2014. We all stand as an MPJ um, listener. You like, signed a contract, and what? you would stand. Yes. So think about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So eighth grade was honestly like one of the best years of my life and I Mm -hmm. stand by that I had so much fun um I was like really gaining also I kind of like I kind of like a little bit popular that year because I was funny on Vine so people were like people were like okay so I had this personality called Becky Ho (laughs) and people were calling me that like people would be like hey Becky Ho and say that to me like in high school like when I didn't know them because they went to like the other middle school. So I was like, wow, this is gonna be this is gonna be great for me. Um I didn't really Becky do much. With that. <laughs> yeah. Um Title but of I was that coming possibly. in. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Oh, I hope and pray. Wait, H O yes. or H-O-E? H-O.
1: And that was Becky with a Y.
0: Nothing, nothing in a Yeah, you better believe it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How? that's it
1: yeah yeah so, I would just make
0: like stupid little vines and so okay. yeah
1: and so it, it made came the into rounds. ninth grade
0: mm-hmm. yeah people had heard about it I was mm-hmm. I was like okay I'm gonna be popular in high school and you know ninth grade is sort of tough because you have to like rework all of like your friends and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like rethink about what I don't know, like how people interact with each other is just very changed. It's like, especially in my school where like two already huge schools are now joining. And now you like see all these like 18 year olds all the time and you just got done with middle school. Like that is literally crazy. The difference of just being done with middle school and about to go to college is like actually insane to me.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. And no, like I've never heard you. Wow. I've never heard anybody put it that way.
0: Yeah, because most yes. a lot of schools, especially in Pittsburgh, split up their 9 and 10 and their 11 and 12. So it's like a really? lower level and an upper level high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, but like no one does it near me. No, me neither. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was sort of like what going into ninth grade was like. I also mm-hmm. um, played lacrosse for most of high school.
1: Yeah, I know we've talked
0: about because me and you are th- were theater majors, famously.
1: Yeah. In
0: college, mm-hmm. but I didn't really do theater until college. Yeah. I was always a sports girl. I also played soccer my ninth grade year, so I was a sporty girl. That was like where my my territory was. My friends were, um, yeah.
1: That's so interesting to me because it's not right. It's not that you're unathletic or anything. I've never seen you have to like show athleticism really but it's just i wouldn't expect you to be super sporty
0: yeah and i mean i on it it's not where i found my joy mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like just i was not
0: living for it but i just it was just something i did and like i definitely did enjoy like parts of it especially the social parts like mm-hmm. that was fun to be like a team and stuff yeah team yeah. Um, but like I hated practices. I liked games because I thought that was like fun. I saw like the drama in that, the conflict, the I guess like, the excitement, the resolution.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking at to somebody game, recently but- about how yeah. like pushed sports are on like in American culture, like how big sports are because mm-hmm. as somebody who never liked them, like yeah. never really wanted anything to do with them, but like felt kind of forced into it at different points in my life it's just very like it's pervasive and it feels like if you're if you don't play a sport like you're missing out on something
0: yeah very Mm -hmm. much and like it's it's kind of presented to kids as like the only way to be active but it's like bro I can go run laps in the backyard and have a great time
1: literally I don't
0: need to be like have a coach yelling at me to do that (laughs) emotionally abusing me yeah
1: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. that was sort of my like going into high school mentality Mm -hmm. what was yours like how was like coming out of middle school for you
1: coming out of middle school was interesting because like you i feel like i had you know my friends in middle school a lot of those friends weren't gonna be coming with me to high school obviously and something that complicated it for me is that there was actually a lot of complications like it's it's kind of crazy looking back that i actually did this because I didn't really have I guess I kind of did I can point to different people in my life but being a queer person I found myself more drawn to women and kind of feminine energies as a child especially
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and the fact that I was about to go into like a hyper-masculine environment I feel like should have freaked me out a little bit more and it definitely did freak me out because I truly Mm -hmm. just didn't I I wasn't super keen on interacting with like men yeah which was interesting like all my close friends in middle school sons like one were girls um yeah and like same for elementary school and stuff and so the fact that like like at least during the school day there was going to be no like female students was kind of crazy for me and then also as i mentioned my school was a catholic school and i was so resistant to church as a child like mm-hmm. i knew there was something dark side about it i knew there was something <laughs> i did not want to take Mostly because it was boring. Let's say it. Mm, Let's say it. Yeah, Um, so boring. So my family is my family is Catholic, and so not like super Catholic, but Mm -hmm. we did go to church as a child, as or during my childhood. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite pictures now that I'm older is the day of my brother's first Holy Communion. It's my family, like my mom, my dad, and my brother all like posing on this front porch of our steps or no on the excuse me on the front steps of our house and they're all smiling it's like oh it's a day to celebrate (laughs) me as like a four-year-old or whatever crying like I I like I could not even muster a smile for the picture (laughs) and it's like you think if that was the picture that got printed it was the best one like
0: the terror in the other photos, I can't imagine. No,
1: literally, like, I was, like, like I, yeah. And so I, I, I hated going to church as a kid, I remember. Not because, like, I, I obviously didn't understand what was going on. I just thought it was boring. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, it was also, I was young at the time, but it's when the whole sex scandal in the Catholic Church mm. was just starting to unfold. And so yeah. my mother was also kind of, like, Huh, maybe I don't want to be sending my children to like Sunday school. Um
0: yeah, maybe.
1: And so like we would go to church on holidays sometimes, but I still I was not like I didn't enjoy it. I didn't get the ceremony quite yet. I didn't understand all of it. And so mm-hmm. I was also kind of, I remember being more skeptical of like, because you had to take like religion classes, like that was like a big part of the curriculum. Like you would. Like, same as like history and, you know, English. Like, you went to religion class every day. And it was so, crazy. Yeah. And so that was something I also remember being very apprehensive about. And it was just very, obviously, mm-hmm. coming from public school, which is completely secular. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was a weird thing to think about, even. Yeah. And like, because get this, we prayed before every class. We like had morning prayer in the morning with like the whole school over the PA system. We prayed before our lunch period. And then also, I should say that we had to wear Western business attire to school every day. And so I fully had to wear like a collared button down shirt, a tie, khakis or slacks, Like some kind of loafers. And then when it was when weather permitted. So, like the first couple weeks of school, we wouldn't. But then once it got cool enough, we would wear sports coats, like jackets.
0: That is honestly torturous to me.
1: Yeah. And some of our school wasn't air conditioned. Terrible. Like a good portion (sighs) of our school was not air conditioned because it was so old.
0: That is something like, how is that allowed?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah.
0: being in that and then being hot, like I would freak out.
1: Freaking <laughs> yeah, out no, the whole, the whole middle section of the school. It was nice because, like, if you were like a social studies, like whenever you had your social studies or science classes, that was like a newer wing of the school, and so it would be air conditioned over there. But like in the middle of the school where you have like English, religion, language, all that kind of stuff. No, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> no air conditioning tell me how I'm supposed to breathe with no air that is that sucks and so that's kind of all swirling around like just as I start school which is kind of crazy
0: yeah wow
1: so I assume because it was well public school you didn't have like did you have any did you have like an orientation or did you have like a like in anything to like prime you for your first day as a ninth grader, a big kid, if you will.
0: Yeah. Great question. So in eighth grade, actually they have like a day where you go take tours and that's fine. It became kind of a full circle thing because in my 11th and 12th grade years, I was much like you, a pathfinder. I was part of the welcome pack. So I gave tours to eighth graders and also like, If new people came from like just in the middle of the year, I would give them a Mm -hmm. tour. And I remember one time I gave this girl a tour and I was taking her through like the main hallway while, and then the bell rang and class let out Mm -hmm. and the hallway, like they gave us like, um, five, I think to up to seven minutes to get to class Mm -hmm. because you had to wait in line to go on the stairs. That's how crowded things were. Like and she, this girl who was from California, a really small school, saw like all the people in the hallway for that first time. She went, "Whoa, I've never seen that many people." I was like, "Oh, oh my oh God. boy, you're
1: you in might, for a you might be in for it." Yeah.
0: I was like, I don't know how to unscare you because it's going to mm-hmm. be that crowded all the time. Yeah. So yeah, but um, you do get that tour and it's kind of nice, but it doesn't prepare you that much mm-hmm. um for everything. Yeah, did you get any sort of like initiation type thing? Oh,
1: it's a it's a big thing in my high school. So, oh. freshman orientation. Well, first of all, most people have what's called a shadow day. Mm-hmm. And so that's a time when they're in 8th grade or maybe even 7th grade. I think some people do it a little bit younger where they shadow one of the first-year students. Okay. And so Like people would just have like a shadow with them is what we would call them. And so similarly to you, you could sign up to like be somebody who has shadows and stuff. Mm. And so, but then your first like actual day as a student, it would be like the Thursday before school started, it was freshman orientation and you would come, your whole class was there and it was like an all day thing like literally like 8 a.m. in the morning to 8 p.m. at night and oh my god we just do a bunch of different things like we started the day with an address from the principal and the president of our school and then we took our pictures for like our ids because um, we did have student ids that got us like in and out of the building and stuff we got sorted <laughs> because my school much like um, harry potter <laughs> did have houses what yeah we had we had eight different houses
0: i, I, I don't even know like why for I what i don't know
1: i they do it at some colleges and like i've heard it's not a completely like unique thing to my high school but we did we we do have houses and so It it was basically like an extra way to build camaraderie between students. And so there were eight houses. They were all named after influential people in the school. I was in the only house that was named for a woman. So check. Slay. Kind of slay of me. (laughs) Um, It also had a beautiful color scheme. It was like, oh, Becca, you would love the colors. It was blue. It was like baby blue, like your favorite shade and white. Mm -hmm it would always be like, oh, like my lanyard really nice. was blue with like uh with white lettering on it that's cute and so that was like like you your homeroom and then we started to call them chapter <laughs> towards the end of my high school okay. career but like that would be all people in your house we would do house games house competitions like that would be like an assembly
0: okay.
1: like during some different so times my middle year.
0: school had my middle school had teams, which mm. was like the teachers that you had, like a group of teachers per subject, yeah. but we didn't call them houses, which that the term houses was what I think presented itself so strange to me.
1: Yeah. So you would get sorted and then you kind of spent the whole day with like the members of your house and stuff. And so um, we like, like we would do our first mass, we would do like icebreakers together, um we did kind of all that we did some like general kind of like you know what's high school like kind of stuff on that day um and then it kind of ended in the house games and we played the house game and the first day I felt like a little bit of a celebrity for multiple reasons because first of all one of the events was tug of war and we had this huge rope and it wasn't just like pulling there was also an aspect where somebody there were loops at the end of the rope and so somebody put the loop over their head and like had it like around their waist and they just pulled like they just ran the opposite way and that was part of like the tugging. oh
0: my god
1: yeah and so I was elected to be the anchor of my houses um tug-of-war rope and so basically like we yeah. were doing it I put it on and I just start running first of all it's a sharp pain like down like yeah. right around my waist but I'm like <laughs> I'm just like going because I'm like pumped up Don't at you. that point and then I'm like and then suddenly we've won and it's like okay work and then they're like okay well now we have the next do. round because there were eight houses and so <laughs> You phased off against one. It's a tournament. Yeah, it's like a tournament type thing. And I'm like, what? We have to do it again? And yes, you did. We did I did it three times and we did win all three. So
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I felt like a I felt like a big deal. And then at the end of the day, one representative from each house would like come up and give a speech. And I got elected to do it for, or I might have volunteered to do it for my. House. And so I basically got up there. I blacked out for like a good five minutes. I cannot tell you what I talked about. However, everyone who was there that day will tell you it's one of the funniest things they've ever seen.
0: Just whatever you said. <laughs>
1: Perhaps if we get my mother on the phone, I remember she um she always talks about it. It like went down in like history as like a thing that like I did. And like people would ref people referenced it for my entire high school career like to the wow. point where it's my it's my junior year I come back for school my junior year which is 2 years later and the dean of students comes up to me and says yeah nobody beat your speech this year don't worry and i was like something i wasn't thinking about but thank wow. you wow making but yeah. an
0: impact
1: but yeah it I was it. people just yeah people really loved it people loved me and the feeling was mutual um wow. And so after, after that freshman orientation day, I was feeling like a little bit of a baller, which was nice because obviously, as I expressed, there were some, there were some things that were a little stacked against me when it came sure. to acclimating to this new environment I was in. Yeah. So it was very nice to have that first day to kind of get my bearings a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah.
0: Well, so I guess like, because there's so much that happens in high school. hmm I kind of just want to touch on like the crazy points through each year starting Mm -hmm. off at ninth grade, which we've set up so well for our listeners about Mm -hmm. what sort of mental state and physical state we were in and our Mm -hmm. environments. Um, So I know I can start with some stuff from ninth grade, Uh which is something that happened just sort of right off the bat of me entering into ninth grade was and this says a lot about the people I was going to school with um, is I walk into school one day with my friend at the time. And she said, did you hear the news? And I said, well, no. And I literally just pulled up Google. She didn't have to tell me anything or what to type. because it was the first thing recommended a girl in the grade below us had actually murdered her mom the night before and was going to prison And my friend goes, yeah, right, she lives really to close to me. <laughs> no, like, no, like rest in peace, mama. <laughs> rest in peace, mama. Oh, my God. But like, I literally, <laughs> I know, no, I know. And I'm sorry to say this to all of you because like, you have to now know about this, but I had to know about it and it was crazy. Oh, I was like, God. wow. So what? Yeah, and I was like I'm I've been in high school for like less than a few months and this is happening. Um but basically like what happened was she had a a boyfriend that was like very much older than her and like obviously manipulating her. Oh. And her and the boyfriend drove the mom's car into like a body of water basically with her in it. I I presume, which it's literally crazy.
1: I'm about to crash into the water.
0: Into <laughs> <laughs> the water, gonna take you with me. Um, yeah, so that that event obviously inspired Charlie XCX to write That's Crash. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. Thanks for the work that you did. Also in ninth grade, it was sort of a violent year for me because the other significant event that I wanted to talk about here um, was that I also had another friend who... I was close with an eighth grade and this experience with this person sort of shaped um, my, my trepidation towards people because mm-hmm. I did consider her to be one of my closest friends um, until one day something happened like at lunch, which like high school lunch, like what a time. Cause yeah. my lunch period, there was four different lunch periods. So like, yeah, you were kind of with friends and also with randos that were like in your period or you mm-hmm. just had to like make it work
1: my squad three um,
0: okay okay so wait
1: um, so did your girl- can i ask yeah. before we go on did your high? did your cafeteria have like mm-hmm. sections
0: no you could sit wherever you wanted
1: really it was like it's just a big circle it was kind of an unofficial rule at my high school but like you couldn't really violate it but there was a freshman like section of our lunchroom oh interesting it was like a form of hazing like it was like the lightest form of hazing possible but like you yeah. had if you were a freshman you had to sit had to at sit the high the top section. tables
0: interesting and then no, it's once just you were sort of like
1: older you could just sit wherever you want but
0: yeah no you could like sit wherever you wanted and then but, like, after a week of the lunch, like, that was where you sat. Like, and mm. if you moved, people would, that would be, that would be bad. Like, um, why are you But her? anyway, I forget what happened. I forget what even happened between me and this girl. But I, um, I think she got mad at me. Like, I couldn't, like, drive her somewhere. Or my parents couldn't, like, drive her somewhere mm. um, with me. So, and I was like, she really took that to heart. And. At night before school, one time she did text me and say, um, You're ugly, all this, blah, blah, blah. Like, I hate you. And tomorrow I'm going to bring a knife and stab you at lunch. <laughs> and I was like, Hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, Wow. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. I honestly, I honestly don't know what to do about that. That's so terrible. Like, should I tell someone? It was bad. And I was like, I don't, I think I should just like go to school and act like it's normal and maybe I'll just like avoid it. And so I did. I went to school. as normal. I didn't tell, I didn't say a thing. And you know what? She comes up to me at lunch and I was like, okay, okay, I'm ready. And she goes, can we talk? And I don't know why I walked with her into a private area.
1: Talk <laughs> about this knife in your abdomen.
0: <laughs> no, literally. I, but I did. I walked with her oh, to a private oh area. My God. And and she said, I'm really sorry for what I said yesterday. Okay. She didn't stab me. She just apologized. And I said, okay. And then I, I kind of kept her. Keep your enemies close. And your friends. Closer. Wait, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I was keeping her close. (laughs) Thank you for giving me the time to switch that. Um, Um, Closer. But, and then later in the year, she actually revealed to me a secret. And then she ended up getting expelled and pregnant within the year. Two for one. Yeah, so wow, that was that all happened in my ninth grade year. That's so wild. It was like, so much violence. Yeah. So those That's that my ninth grade year is very, very significant. Yeah, in crime. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, h- how did your ninth year go?
1: So my ninth grade year was very interesting. I don't remember a lot from the time but I got involved mm-hmm. with theater right away because I'd been okay. doing, I like eighth grade is when I really started to do theater consistently. Like I was doing like, I would be in like, like within the span of the year, I would be in like eight, nine shows, like through like local, like theater groups, all these different school, all the different stuff. And so my high school mm-hmm. had a really, had a pretty good theater program and they had just brought in a new director of the arts. And so we started at the same time. So it was fun because we were like his first, like Class of like freshman, and so my first, the first show we did, I actually assistant directed. It was the beginning of my directing career, Ooh. and in some nice. way, it led me to Miss Becca, because, yeah. So my first high school nice. show, yes, my first high school show was a play called Picasso the Le which is a play about. Oh. Um, Einstein and Picasso meeting in a bar that kind of evades the structure of time and space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so yeah, so that was kind of my first foray into high school theater. It was a very weird play. It was not the play you'd usually see done at a high school. But that was kind of a theme for my high school's theater director because he was very much like into Doing more experimental stuff with us rather than the stuff that like the parents would like the most, if that made sense.
0: Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yes, do you enjoy that?
1: Yeah, yes, and so it it very much shaped who I am as like an Mm -hmm. artist now because I feel like I'm always like there's that part of me that because of like my mentors and stuff I want to be different and I want to be doing something because I'm very much one of my artistic philosophies is like why say it if it's already been said, and so. Also, like, if you can't do anything new with something, then why do it? And so like, that's why sometimes like, yeah, like as somebody who grew up as like a musical theater kid, like I love Spring Awakening, but like something about me, I don't need to see it again at this point because like nobody can like do anything new with it really since like Deaf West's production, right? obviously, um, which I also yeah. did see my freshman year, really cool. Because my high school Ooh. also offered Um, American Sign Language as a quote-unquote like foreign language and so that is when I started my
0: um,
1: ASL study so it's not something we've really talked about on the podcast before but I am I would say fluent in ASL um, American Sign Language Mm -hmm, for those of you mm -hmm. who are not acquainted I studied all four years of high school and then I got an ASL certificate at the University of Pittsburgh and So yeah, that's, that's something else that was kind of going on. That was a very new part of my life. Um, Mm -hmm. what else did I want to talk about? Oh, so as for religious education, I actually did. I actually had a really cool religion teacher my first year. His name was Mr. Johnson. He was the only black teacher at my school at that time, which I think is worth mentioning yeah, like, in a school where there were at least, like, Mm -hmm. 50 teachers on staff, there was one one Black teacher, and it is, it is still, it is not much better, especially because Mr. Johnson does not teach there anymore, um, there are now more people in, like, administration and some other, there are faculty members who are Black, um, and then, like, not even, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Black specifically, like, of color, like, there were just very, it was, like, the entirety of the faculty and just staff at my school was so white like not even like wow. yeah and so um just want to note yeah. that not that like mr johnson being black like made <laughs> anything like you know particularly like it has any bearing on the story really but just something just an interesting tidbit about my right. high school and so he yeah. was this really cool like old guy and he was really funny and he like he like talked like this and he he was just like oh how fun he understood that he was a little bit of like a joke and like he understood and he taught like the whole so our first our first year of religion was a class called csi not crime scene investigation but catholic salesian identity okay and so salesian refers to saint francis de sales who was the patron saint of my school And so CSI was that first year class. We all had iPads. It was an iPad school. So everybody had their own iPad. He said, no, no, baby. They go in the hotel.
0: You're kidding.
1: He called it the iPad hotel. And it was like a series of cubbies. And so like you didn't use your iPad in his class. To
0: put your iPad.
1: Yeah. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. And so like.
0: Did you like having the iPad?
1: Uh, they were fine. I mean, I I feel like it would have just been better if we just used laptops but I don't know. I'm not a very big tablet girl. I'm not an iPad kid.
0: Yeah. My school didn't have that when I was like any sort of electronic that they provided.
1: Also, maybe because I was like, literally, they would always tell like the newest class to get like the newest iPad. And I was like the year before the Apple pencil. Oh,
0: so so I didn't like far less useful. Yes.
1: Yeah. That part. And so like when the when the mm-hmm. freshmen came in, when I was a sophomore, and they had a, all these Apple Pencils, like the iPad Pros, like it made a lot more sense. But I was just stuck on my little like iPad Air two, being like, yeah. yeah. And so, but it's I love Mr. Johnson's class. Mr. Johnson is still one of those educators that like sticks out in my mind, being like, he was truly amazing, and he, mm-hmm. gave he was like, in a way where like. Because I, I I just had a different, I was interested by like my whole Catholic education. I wouldn't say, I just have a mind for philosophy and spirituality in a way that the way in which like the curriculum in my school was structured, it was very interesting. And there were a bunch of different times where I, I was really allowed to like get into like the theology of like Catholicism and understand it. And it wasn't in a way where you had to like accept it, obviously, because my school was very respectful of like, if you're not Catholic, like, you don't have to be Catholic to go there, but like you do have to like
0: mm-hmm.
1: understand kind of what's Take going on yeah, yeah, and get, and like participate mm-hmm. in like the ceremony of it all. But my school was pretty good about like not making it feel like weird. And so that was like my first, Just oh my God. Like he so one of our first days of class, he goes on this diatribe about what exactly, but milk. okay he's he would always say just
0: everything about it
1: <laughs> he would say he he thought milk our our culture's normalization of drinking cow's milk was a indication of our culture's consumerism because he would always say that's not meant for you that's meant for a 500 pound beast okay i kind of get that though no he showed it he was kind of like i wish i like under i wish i could like because he was super cool like on economic issues as well like he was like definitely he was one of those people who was like down with it because he was like a he was like a legit theologian we like figured it out kind of more as he like as we like got older but he was like at one point super Mm -hmm. like high up in, like, a university is, like, like, he could have been, like, a legit moral theologian who are like, the people who work at, like, universities and are coming up with, like, theology and stuff.
0: Yeah. Like, well.
1: yeah, so he was really legit. He showed us, like, a Michael Moore documentary. <laughs> it was called Catholicism, A Love Story, or not, not Catholicism, Capitalism, A Love Story, um, and so like, he would, he had all these, <laughs> like, he would make all these like s- critiques of consumerism and stuff. It was so, it was rad. And so, yeah, I loved him. And
0: you're like 14 trying to understand it.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't all the way get how this all fits together, but like, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> but he was on. definitely, he was definitely one of my educators at that school who like, it was, it's, it's one of those people. I always like the things where in life where you don't expect to enjoy it, but it was always like it was nice because, like, everybody, like, a lot of the students had him. And so it was one of my icebreakers, like, my first couple weeks. And so, like, Mm -hmm. when I would talk to new people, I'd be like, do you have Mr. Johnson? And they'd be like, yes or no. And so if they said yes, we could, like, commiserate and be like, oh, my goodness. Because, like, nobody had ever had a teacher like him. And that was something that kind of believed all of us. And so that was really cool. So that that was kind of some prevailing things. But I, like, I stuck with theater throughout the year. I did all three shows I did my first like devising experience because like our second show was like a completely devised show that we like wrote Mm. ourselves so it was my first experience doing something like that and yeah it was also nice because theater did despite it being an all-boy school theater obviously you know your options are limited if you're gonna do shows with only men in them Mm -hmm. so we would do them with like our sister schools so i had two sister schools that were all girls catholic schools that were very close to our school um and so we would have like exchange classes during the first period of the day so some people would do that but then there were obviously a lot of girls from the other two schools who participated in our theater program so i got to know a lot of people doing that as well
0: Mm -hmm. that's nice that's Mm -hmm. good yeah exchange periods is that where you go to a different school for that period
1: or people come to your school oh so like band was one of them because like Hmm. all the band kids all the bands from like the school played together and the band was out of our school so there would be like all different types of people like all different students from the schools in like the band hallway in the morning um asl is one of them like my friend took two of my friends took asl there Like ASL one is like a transfer class. There was a drama class at Mm -hmm. one of my sister schools that I did not take, but some of my friends who did theater took. And so there's just a bunch of different options.
0: Gotcha. Okay, Mm -hmm. interesting.
1: Okay, so we made it through first year. Ninth grade. So what's happening? What are some big themes sophomore year, Becca?
0: Yeah, Um, I was still playing lacrosse. Um, I pretty much had, like, the same friend group um, my 10th grade year. Something that is crazy that happened my 10th grade year, well, it was going into 10th grade, the summer of. So to set up in 9th grade, our assistant principal was a cutie. Everyone knew him as, like, being a cute guy who was, like, kind of younger. Uh-oh. Everyone like, had what? a crush on the assistant. <laughs> a cutie. A cutie.
1: I, um, I was like, Sappa. He
0: was so cute. no it was so good but so everyone had a crush on him word spreads around over the summer he had relations with the student and everyone's like wait is that true by the time that 10th grade commences he has resigned
1: Uh, so it
0: is true
1: (laughs) can I say also something very similar happened to me not at my high school but mm. my middle school choir director was you know he's a uh. he's an artist he or not an artistic he's a creative person um so he's a little zany yeah. he was known for it and so like there would always be these little rumors and stuff and so you'd be like ah oh, that's not true um mm-hmm. and then it was revealed that he was having a relationship yeah. with a student which it was really upsetting because one he was like a very big like mentor in my life um, oh, up God. to that point and then it's also especially heinous because like again as you said there's something very different from like somebody going into ninth grade let alone somebody who's literally in middle school versus yeah. like someone who's like like it's I'm all wrong yeah. MPJ is taking a stance that it is all wrong
0: don't do that but there's something don't more do wrong any of that <laughs>
1: something more wrong about a middle-aged man having a full relationship with a middle schooler as opposed to like
0: anybody in high school oh oh for sure
1: it's all bad but That's it gets a crazy. little less worse as they get older. <laughs>
0: as time goes on yes. yeah it wasn't it wasn't as bad for this one because yes. at the time she had she was 18 okay so he had that yes but still inappropriate still had ideal. to resign yeah, he no, had a
1: yeah.
0: no mm-hmm. he had a wife and child who i think are still he still lives with them and stuff we'll mm-hmm. get this later that year the police come into the school to confiscate a laptop from another teacher who has been caught having sexual relations with a student and he's arrested on the spot he has a wife Damn. and a pregnant a, a pregnant wife and you know how they caught him it was okay the the so he's the perpetrator the victim the victim's father also worked for the school found text messages about this and then sent the police after his friend because they were buddies
1: ew no literally it really be your friends but like oh
0: (laughs) Always no, but like twice in that short amount of time, I I was scared. Scandal after it was scary scandal after scandal. Because you never knew. Yeah. Exactly. We oh. were not no wins. Oh. Um so yeah, I was sort of battling the the fact that I might be, you know, I might be prey in this yeah. in this economy. Um so that was kind of tough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got contacts in 10th grade as well.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> so yeah, done. I started
0: not wearing my glasses. So you were home. That high. was big. That was big for me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I still played lacrosse. I stopped mm. soccer. And I started um, thinking about an interest in like... Um, acting or whatever but Mm. I was I didn't do anything about it yet but it was the thought was brewing what was
1: spurring that would you say
0: um I really I felt like in my friend group I always was like the funny one or like the one Mm. who I felt like especially like with my lacrosse team like I was like their little like stand-up like jester person so I was like I love to perform even Mm. if just for Ten people, <laughs> it is my joy. There can be ten so, people. So and in the I room. was like, I think I could be like, and that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, <laughs> you only need ten people in the room.
1: Literally, that's all you need. That's a pretty good audience.
0: Um, yeah. How many people do you think um... listen to this
1: podcast? <laughs> Joking. And we King, thank Joe you Kang. all. And we thank you all we thank sincerely. I
0: thank you all, one through ten.
1: Um, <laughs> one through ten. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so that was sort of my not much happened that year. It was, mm-hmm. it was also, um, that was 2015. So we're, we're about to be in a dangerous time, but nothing's too crazy yet.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause we were yeah. in different years. Oh, yeah. And this is a piece of the puzzle yeah. because I feel like I've been thinking yeah. about this as Becca and I are the same age because we graduated college at the same time. But, very different no very so Becca was a year ahead of me in school so like a year like as she's saying it she was like a A grade level yes so I was like a year ahead of her and so the current event I forgot about the current events going on at the time so Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. so my
1: sophomore year one of the definitive things was that I had a very good friend um who I ended up developing a crush on um and so yeah so like my closest friend I forget when I realized it so basically there was um this so first of all the Italy trip I not so to make reference to Mike's Mm -hmm. Mike one of Becca and I's favorite people another person who yes I was surprised it's not on the stand list i thought about it a couple of times but
0: because i think um, he'll be a guest
1: <laughs> we are manifesting Fully. um so <laughs> i had much like mike's mike i also had an italy trip um mm-hmm. and so basically so i my school started doing this crazy thing when i was a freshman which i didn't talk about but they started ap's like freshman year my freshman year and since I had done really well academically in middle school, I was invited to, like, apply. And so I had to write, I remember for my essay, I had to write an essay about, like, the, what, in my opinion, were the two most important historical events, like, in human history.
0: Oh, wow, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> and so I believe one What did was, you choose? One was the um, the Fertile Crescent, so Mesopotamia. and like the beginning of sedentary farming um yeah and then the second one was world war ii because i felt like every because like we had had the whole world war ii era in my eighth grade year like we went to like the big field trip that year was like going to the holocaust museum in washington dc so it was top of mind it's also a very relevant historical event not to take anything away from world war ii as a time period it has the girls hung up still even and so. Basically, so I started taking AP classes in the like social science department. So I took my first AP my first year, I only took one. And then my second year, I think like I took, oh yeah, cause then we started this whole, I was also part of, my school did AP capstone and I was in the first cohort of that. And so that's basically okay. two classes. I was also a huge overachiever in high school um, and I still <laughs> am a little bit, but it that's was definitely crazy. more pronounced in high school. Because so AP seminar was two classes, AP or no, AP capstone, I should say. AP capstone was two classes, AP seminar and AP capstone. So we took seminar our sophomore year and it was basically like research and all that kind of stuff. And so it was just getting ready. And then eventually AP capstone my senior year was like my research project. Mm -hmm. And so my other AP class I took that year was AP world history. And my teacher for that was. Gauging interest for a trip to Italy through like okay. education first, and so I was like, I brought it home to my mom, and my mom was like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, You're percent. <laughs> and then she said, You know what? I'm going to do you one better. I'm coming with.
0: <gasps> she came with you.
1: Yes, my mother and I fully went on a school trip to Italy in my sophomore year of high school for like 11 days
0: that's amazing
1: yeah and so she like
0: like the like a guardian or just
1: there were a lot of parents on the trip actually a lot of understandably like when you go when you're going to italy a lot of parents want to go so like there were there were at least like at least three parents and like yeah so like a lot of parents end up going my mom was one of them my mom was of course the favorite of like the actual faculty chaperones um because she kept things fun she did end up She did. this kid who was there were these older kids on the trip who didn't who weren't like in our world history class but they just needed people to like fill the trip and so my mm-hmm. teacher must have gone around and like gotten other people to join it but i believe they were juniors or seniors at the time one of them fully tricked my mom into buying a bottle of wine in italy for him Tricked? yes he was like, <laughs> he he tricked was like her. oh i want it for like a gift for my parents i'm like sorry baby you are not the type of person who gets a gift for their parents while abroad say that and oh my, my, God. Mom was like, my mom, my mom would on. fall
0: for that. I no, I
1: literally I was like, Mom, you bought him alcohol? And she goes, Yeah, he was he wants it for his parents. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, what a anyway, fool. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we had that the Italy sophony. So on the way to the Italy trip, I was sat next to like one of my better friends at school. Like we both did theater together. We like knew each other really well. Um, and so we were sat next to each Mm -hmm. other on a six hour flight. And so we got to talking and we basically like came out to each other, um, Uh had like a, had like a very long conversation about like our sexualities and stuff like that. And, um, obviously going to a school that was, you know, all male Catholic, it was like not a very queer environment, (laughs) um and so it was it was Mm -hmm. it was an interesting experience for me because it was like girl the closet door was open it was a glass door like it was like (laughs) you could see right through it yeah and it was a little less so for my friend at the time and so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it was interesting because I felt like again I didn't have to come out which is also a very interesting thing now that I reflect on it it's a very interesting experience being like the only like visibly queer person at your school. Yeah. It, it's like a very specific experience I had that I still kind of get like tinges of at different points because like like I was just like the only like kid even not even that I was like I'm gay but just like a little bit mm-hmm. towards the end of high school I was like a little bit like yeah but like especially during like yeah. the first couple years I was like not because I was like you know. again did a lot of people
0: like confide in you
1: yes yes so like this was one of those instances but it was like like the secret
0: master yes
1: because like we knew each other and so it was like okay yeah and so Mm -hmm. I was like the first person this close friend of mine who I'm sitting next to on the plane to Italy ever came out to and so we Mm -hmm. really bonded over the course of that trip because like we roomed together in our first like um rooming assignment we like basically spent the whole trip together um and so by the time we got home I was crushing really hard yeah and so then but back to like being the only queer person at school like there were many experiences one I had this friend who um actually I don't think I'm gonna say that one because I know for a fact they've listened to the podcast okay <laughs> i <laughs> I'm going to tell my friend Becca after the podcast, but, um, but one thing that did happen in, it was after I graduated high school, I'm pretty sure, but there was somebody I was friends with. So my first year of high school, I took a TV production class because my school had like a morning show that they actually like produced. And there was like a TV studio in my school. And so Mm -hmm. one of the kids I took it with, He did not end up like finishing his high school at the school I was at. And so I would never really gotten the whole story, but like we worked together on a lot of projects and stuff. Like I knew him pretty well, but like we didn't really talk outside of class. Becca and I have talked about the idea of a class friend. It was very Mm -hmm. much that kind of thing. He, I believe my first year of college, he reached out to me on Facebook and sent me this long message about like... He was like, it's something than the effect of like, hey, Quinn, I just wanted to, I found you on here and I just wanted to reach out to you because I found you really like inspiring in high school and like all this stuff. And I didn't, I didn't, I don't know what the full message says to this day because I saw it. And it's like, you know, when you see something and you're like, okay, I don't have the bandwidth to like respond to that right now. <laughs> and you're like, I just need yeah. to take a sec. And so and it I just I, sat. Yes, I very much, (laughs) it it just sat, and I don't, I can't, I truly can't tell you for how long, so maybe it's, like, an am I the asshole moment, but at some point, he, like, unsent the message, and I believe may have blocked me, and so, oh, wow, yeah, and, like, it was just, it, it was just random stuff like that throughout high school, where, like, I was the person people would come to, and it was, like, it wasn't that fun because yeah. like now I, I talked to my one friend who goes to like Boston College which is a Catholic university and obviously a lot of people went to Catholic school. Other Catholic schools had whole like DL scenes like you know like I could have been capitalizing in a way I was not um, in high school but yeah you know,
0: unfortunately.
1: Unfortunately but the Italy trip was a big part I'll of learn. my sophomore year of school probably the seminal and then I started to have a crush on my best friend which would kind of start to complicate things as I moved through the rest of my high school experience Mm. but that was kind of the big that was a big event of that year I would say
0: did that happen in the summer
1: no that trip it happened over spring break so like April
0: oh okay gotcha gotcha Mm
1: -hmm. okay
0: yeah. That's fun. And now, an MPJ special announcement.
1: Hello, disciples. It is your lovely host, Quinn, and today I'm coming to you from the Edit Bay. And before you ask, no, Becca and I are not corporate shills quite yet who are going to be doing ad reads on the pods. Stay tuned for all that. But on a more serious note, as you all know, Becca and I can be. Mm, A bit ambitious. And so, to pull the curtain back a little bit, for this high school episode, we recorded about three hours worth of footage for this one episode, but we obviously do not want to upload a three-hour episode for y'all. I mean, not too crazy, (laughs) considering our past record, but you know, three hours is a button pushed for us. So, instead, what we have decided to do is make a super sexy part two to this podcast. Yes, part two two. So this was part one. We described our freshman year and our sophomore year of high school, as well as a little preamble. And then next week, we're going to get into the real of our junior year and our senior years. Um, and yeah, so this is actually our first two-parter. It's an MPJ first. You all, as the audience, are a part of history. And Becca and I are the ones making history, as I'm sure no one here is surprised. But yes, so Be sure to tune in next week if you want to hear the rest of this. But for right now, Becca and I will be doing our Manic Fixie moments and our jump scares of the week. And we might even have a comment corner. Okay, bye. Oh my god. I've left this time alone with you guys. It's like crazy. Guys, I'm scared. And we're back. Oh my goodness. So now, the time has come. Wow. For our weekly segments. Mm -hmm. And you know, Becca and I love to give a little shout out to our listeners here of the pod. And we had another, we had yet another listener write in. And so we would like to recognize that person from one Christine Murphy. It is a forward message that the subject line says, Quinn's early love for Lady Gaga. So perhaps a reference to which I didn't actually talk about on the pod proper, but I did talk about one of our exclusives when Becca and I took a visit to Harry's house. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that, maybe go to our YouTube. What are you doing? See what Becca and I think. See what yeah. we, you know, we're talking about.
0: Check in.
1: So this woman, Christine, <laughs> sent us an email. <laughs> this rando. It has, a, <laughs> it, has a face, it has a link to a Facebook page to it. And it says, my friend, Mike did show her this video sent from my iPhone. And so live on the pod, we're going to open. We're going to open the. Oh, and the link is broken, unfortunately. Um. So, Christine, OK, thank you so much for <laughs> writing in. And you know what? That was maybe really
0: helpful. Maybe
1: we can try again. Maybe we can try again. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know we, we will not be able to see evidence of my early love of lady gaga today yeah so without further ado we also that was our <laughs> comment corner for this week <laughs>
0: but, thanks for the comment
1: thank you if you want to be featured on an episode of manic pixie jump Scare, it's so easy you just have to email manic pixie jump at gmail.com not manic pixie jump start that was Christine's initial mistake because her forward message <laughs> was sent to an email address manicpixiejumpstart at gmail.com, which is not our email. So no. Um, that might be but, someone's um, email. I don't know. I don't know if people are using those combination of words together, but people could also say the same thing about our podcast.
0: could be so yeah if you want to be featured, get some random emails.
1: If you want to be featured in a f- future comment corner, please write in. Please write in. please okay, please. But um, we have now come to our other segments that we'd like to do. So we first have our jump scare of the week. So it is something that Becca and I have experienced in the past week that instilled a deep sense of fear in us. Made us go, Whoa! Um, And so Becca, what was that moment for you this week?
0: <sighs> this was a big one. Mm -hmm. so something that often scares me a lot is finances
1: yeah let's talk about it
0: and recently and I told you this before but recently I learned what a credit card is Mm -hmm. and what it truly does Mm -hmm. and how maybe I might need one in the Mm -hmm. future yeah and that scared me so bad because (laughs) that's a lot of power in a small piece of plastic yeah. And I'm just terrified.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. My very I'm good scared. friend just got her first credit so that's, card.
0: That's pretty much it. I don't think anything can solve it or fix it. What's mm-hmm. scaring you this week?
1: What is scaring me this week? There's so much I could talk about. How much of it do I actually want to talk about is the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One really funny thing that did happen, which is kind of a jump scare is Mm -hmm. so me and my two friends went out to dinner on Friday night we went to a local restaurant here in the neighborhood of Oakland okay that I will not name on the pod because I do enjoy this restaurant okay but there was a little surprise waiting for me so me and my friends we sit down it's Friday night we want to get a little Mm loosey-goosey we had some plans for the night and so we decided each of us order an individual pitcher of margaritas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful seasonal margarita. It's raspberry infused. It was very nice. It was like Ooh. pink. It tasted more like pink lemonade. Um, it was like pink lemonade, but like you could definitely taste, you know, the margarita of it all, the tequila, you know, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And so Mine is like a little sweet, and so I'm like, hmm, maybe it just needs a little stir. And so I don't have a spoon, but I do have a knife in my little, you know, silverware kit. And so I take my knife, mm-hmm. I swirl it around, and there were some limes floating in mm-hmm. the margarita, as is pretty characteristic of a margarita. I pull my knife yeah. out, and what is on the knife but a little produce sticker? <laughs> from the lime (laughs) that had not been taken off before it had been sliced up and put into my drink (laughs) drink
0: so did you sue
1: I did not I did not even I didn't even make a stink about it I was like this is just I did take a picture so perhaps we will post that on the Instagram this week and yeah. Oh yeah. But it was, yeah, it was definitely an experience that I did have. And so yeah, that was my jump That's scare terrible. for
0: the week. I think you should take legal action.
1: <laughs> there were scarier yeah. things that happened to me this week, but not sure if I'm in the place to talk about all of them right now. But with that being said, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> get that. Becca. <laughs> We now come to the manic pixie moment of the week, where is a time where we kind of felt like the main character. We felt high on our own supply, if you will. And so, Becca, what was your manic mm-hmm. pixie moment this yeah. week?
0: Yeah. So, mine actually comes from today. It was a big oh. moment. So, today's the first day of cancer season, as we yes. talked about. And something that happened is I found out that I don't have cancer. <laughs> rock on because I had an ultrasound and yeah
1: okay yay (laughs) Yay. yeah we
0: it's it wasn't like it wasn't okay
1: did they think you had it (laughs) it wasn't like like a big
0: concern no, was there no, like not scare? like, I just have a cyst. Okay. No, I just have a cyst, but they were, it was just like a double check.
1: Okay. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I was like, how fitting. <laughs> Sorry to throw you for a loop.
1: Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Good. Good. We're, we're happy Becca does not have cancer. So, uh,
0: <laughs> It's awesome. Becca is representing uh, for can all the cancers
1: that? who don't have cancer.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, I I have not had any miraculous health news like that this week. Um, but my manic pixie okay. moment is as I talked about. I did see a three-hour play recently, mm-hmm. and on the way to the play, actually, I took public transportation. Because I was like, "Mm, you know what? I'm not going to drive down there because like, so part of it, part of the reason I went to the play is because it's part of the artist date, which I'm going to talk about the artist way again, guys. Um, But the artist date Mm -hmm. is a part of the artist way. So each week you have to take yourself on an artist date. It's supposed to like help you unleash your creativity and stuff like that. And so basically the artist date, I took myself at on, to like the play as my artist date and so to and from i was like hmm, let me just take the bus like it's economical it's better for the environment and so what did i do on the bus mm-hmm. but read a book <sighs> so hot it wasn't it wasn't independently riding the bus it wasn't independently reading a book because those are all things i've done it's reading a book while them. riding the bus Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. It's truly such a novel experience because it's something like if I had driven myself, I can't read. Mm -mm. Maybe my eyes got to be on the road. My hands have to be on the (laughs) wheel. My hands have to be on the wheel. And like, I could have listened to music on the bus. Yeah, but I could also listen to music in my car. Could have listened to an audiobook Mm -hmm. on the bus, but I could have also listened to an audiobook in my car. So it is a truly unique experience of me being on the bus and being like, Just read
0: all the elements combined, literally. Yeah, yeah, do you follow the Instagram account Hot Dudes Reading?
1: (gasps) No, I should though.
0: You should, they're almost always on a bus or the subway.
1: Oh my god, it's so nice! It's so nice. That was awesome. If we're gonna talk about the London trip, which I didn't talk about, I realized, but. (laughs) um mm-hmm. I remember I was reading. I was reading the book that Love Simon, the movie is based off of, and I like while we would be riding the tubes, everybody else would be like yelling and stuff and like talking, but I would just like read my book the whole time. Mm-hmm. No, I sometimes you have to. No, and like in the theater too. Like I was at the theater early, and so like I brought my book out. I was reading some pages, like literally getting ready to start the show, and I was like, I look. It was like a manne pixie moment. I was like, I look so mysterious to everybody on the bus right now so cool like everybody's like oh my god they're reading who's that reading what <laughs> what on the bus what
0: it's like diary of a wimpy kid you're like <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> no truly it's like yeah like people are like Anything. yeah and so that was my manic fixing moment of the week um i love it i also got to do it again yesterday but the bus was but it was nice because the bus ride was also like the bus ride was like 20 minutes and so like it was a good chunk of time and then my one yesterday was only like 10 minutes and so it's like can't really get into stuff get much done so yeah 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 well becca we've done it again (sighs) for a fifth time and doesn't it feel so good Yes. so becca where can people keep up with you if they are so inclined after they listen to this podcast
0: I am at Becca Hobart on Instagram. And I am also at where are y'all going during World War Three on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually?
1: I am at Quinn P. Murphy on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then I'm at P 123 on Twitter. And you can also find me reading on your form of local transit wherever you live.
0: That's it. And of course, please email manicpixiejomescare at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or concerns. We will not be actually um, taking into account any concerns, but no. we will take your positive comments. Yes. So thank you for that.
1: I mean, concerns, but like approach um, it with an hermeneutic of compliment. positivity and of- yeah. Reverence for this show because yeah. that's how you should be treating yeah. the show. Yeah, we demand it. Of actually. course. Um, and if you do want to yeah. follow the show, you can mm-hmm. look at Manic Pixie Jumpscare on Instagram, and also Manic Pixie Jumpscare on TikTok. We would love if you guys followed us there, kept up yes. with our little highlights throughout the week. Maybe, <laughs> maybe even throw a comment on them.
0: Yeah. You
1: can you That'd can work. engage with Becca and I personally if you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe the <laughs> maybe. lucky chance. No promise. No promise. Um, And we also have a YouTube channel. We have the Manifix Jumpscare YouTube channel where we post full video episodes of all of our episodes, except, of course, for the dogs who can't bark because maybe she got a little problematic with the export (laughs) process and we respect her. But, you know, it's tough. It's tough. We have to say it. The company
0: we worked through will be the first thing on the, we do not stand list. I'll tell you that much.
1: (laughs) People really want an anti-stand list. And I'm ready for it. And by people, I mean the one person who texted me today and was like, I think there needs to be a list of things you hate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think so too.
1: would really run in the face of us being like, we want to like things.
0: maybe it'll be better because like once we get out all our hate like we'll just be full yeah there will just be more room like, for
1: love and i'll just yeah be like, Guys, i these so. are things we hate we're quinn, <laughs> we're quinn. And, and we're, we're becca. becca and thank you and
0: thank you for for listening, listening. listening.
1: i think that works. Oh, my God. <laughs> Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy
0: and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart.
1: Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy.
0: Social media management and highlights by Becca
1: Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.